Hey, happy Tuesday, and welcome to the Coaching Minds podcast brought to you by the Mental Training Plan, where we help you perform at your best. We've got some great stuff for you guys today. We thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking about courage and the presence of fear. That is something that we all deal with. If you enjoy today's episode, we just ask that you hit that subscribe button. We'd also appreciate for you guys to tag us on social media, reach out to us at Mental TR Plan. We've got some great stuff for you guys today. Benny, let's get after it. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. So Ben, one of the things that we've, we've always brought up when we talk about courage is the military. In my mind, that's kind of like the pinnacle of courage is when someone's trying to kill you, like how, how much more courage do you need when it comes right. to that there? There have been coaches in the past that compared football to war, and I I try and stay away from that because well, it's, it's got to be the same, right? <laughs> and I I stay away from that because it's it's not war. It's it's not a life or death situation. I mean, there are some sports that are that are violent. Don't get me wrong, um, but you know we don't have a soldier brain or an athlete brain or a professional brain we have a human brain and so you know a lot of the research that's been done by the military is incredibly helpful for the sports performance world because in those high pressure situations which you know as you said that is the ultimate high pressure situation with, with your life on the line you know dr jason winkle i've talked about it before on the podcast i was listening to him talk about the United States spending millions of dollars of research on a roadside bomb just went off. Now we're going to go take this building. We're going to stack up on the door, throw in a flashbang and clear the room in under two seconds. I mean, that's, that's an incredible amount of pressure and you need to be able to perform at a high level. And, you know, just the, the things that they have discovered about the preparation that goes into it, about the breathing that you need to do to control your mind and body, you know, that that's all valuable stuff for athletes. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to keep in mind that those courageous men and women weren't just not afraid. They weren't just fearless. There was a, a World War II veteran, William Carpenter, once said, you show me a man who says he was brave during World War II, and I'll show you a liar. Every one of us was afraid. Even the Germans were afraid. It took me back to a, a video clip that my grandpa Clark showed me one time. It was on TV, and he called me over. They were they were storming the beaches of Normandy on D-Day, and you know he saw the the landing craft vehicle float up to the somewhat close to the shoreline, but not at the shoreline ramp goes down. And all of a sudden the people in the front of the boat are getting mowed down by machine gun fire. And, you know, it, this boat fits about a platoon you know, about like 30 to 40 guys. And the people in the back went forward anyways, or they dove off to the side. And I'll just, I'll never forget him telling me that, Courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. It means you go. And that that always just that always stuck out with me. Ben, what's something, you know, I was just thinking about it and, and for our listeners, we'd love for you guys to share with us this as well. Not all of us have been in that situation, I'm assuming, where you've got machine guns firing at you, but we've all had our own 
high pressure situations, whatever that means. It might not have been that high pressure for me when your story or your story. Uh, but what's the, what thinking on real quick, what's the highest pressure situation that you've been a part of? Oh man. Um, does this have to be sports related? Nope. Okay. I mean, I, I would say without a doubt, then if if we're not going purely sports related, it would be buying our second house. And our, our first house, we, we bought it and we flipped it. We did a whole bunch of rehab work ourselves, made a bunch of money off of it, but it was a pretty low risk investment. Like it, it was a, a purchase that I made before we got married and I could easily handle the monthly payments with just my salary. And our second house, we were planning on being there for a while. And so we got a little bit nicer, larger house. We used some of that down payment money that we got from flipping the first one. And, you know, all of a sudden, as we're getting like a few days out from closing, I started to get a little nervous. I started to look at this number that I was going to have to come up with every month. And, you know, and then I start thinking like, well, we've got a kid on the way and, you know, now I'm responsible for if something falls through, if something happens at work, if I can't work anymore and I can't cover these payments that, you know, I'm, I'm making this huge purchase with my wife and my kid depending on me. And I, I had this almost like overwhelming sense of fear and pressure, like don't screw this up. And I called my dad and I told him about it and I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm really worried about whether or not this is a wise decision. And he goes, good, you should be. But, but at the time I, I remember just being like irritated with him, but you know, looking back on it, like he's absolutely right. Like if there wasn't any fear, if there wasn't any thinking through this decision, making sure I'm doing it the right way, making sure I'm not letting my family down, like just making decisions all willy nilly. Well, that that's not a good thing either. And so, you know, I, I would say that's, that's probably my <laughs> highest pressure situation. What about you? Well, that's what I was just kind of contemplating. Like, what what would that be uh, for me? And I guess it wasn't something necessarily kind of like kind of off of what you're saying. It wasn't it wasn't sports related? Uh, sports, I think, teach us tons and tons of of great moments and, and having courage. But I think as we get older, we come to realize there's much bigger decisions that we have to make. There's greater stressful, more situations that we have. And the one that I think of that comes to my mind right now would be as uh, my wife will be really excited about this as she's sitting there in labor and pushing out our our second child and she starts kind of like convulsing and, and her her epidural's wearing off and she's pushing and she's like freaking out and there's really nothing for me to do but the pressure in the room was super super high. And the doctor was just like, you need to control, like get your wife controlled and get her calmed down. So I'm talking to her and, you know, I just come back to like, all right, you know, what do we talk about in the mental training plan? That's where the mental <laughs> training plan entered the birth room. Like th that's how big time the mental training plan is. And I'm like, hey, we just have to get control of our breath. And so I'm just telling her like, hey, take a deep breath. This was our kind of moment. And I said, hey, we just control our breathing. And it was easy for me to say, but it was a big pressure situation. And she started to do so. 
And uh, the whole the whole moment was very very big, obviously, uh, as any of us know, with the birth of a child. But there was just a ton of pressure in there of like we we got to get we got to get calmed down. This was the this was the job that these nurses and these doctors said, hey, this is what you need to do right now is calm your wife down. And and I think it's so important. I'm glad you bring that up. It's it's so important to keep in mind that it doesn't matter if we're talking about D-Day, if we're talking about making a major life decision, if we're talking about, you know, physical pain of the birth of a child, or if we're talking about sinking a putt or making a free throw or leading a two-minute drive at the end of the game. Like it's it's not a comparison of my big moment compared to your big moment. And so, you know, as coaches, especially as we get older and we start to go through more things and we see, you know, we, we're a part of big pressure moments, it's important to realize that sometimes just along the along the way in the middle of a season this might be one of your athletes biggest moments of their life this might be one of the most pressure filled moments of their life where they are just afraid and I, I think it's important to to teach them that fear is simply an emotional response to danger you know whether that's the consequences of major purchase whether that's I'm being shot at in war that's I'm giving birth that's I'm leading a two minute drive when, when our brain reacts to that danger and we feel that fear, it's an emotion. And if you want to do anything meaningful in life, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. There are going to be things that you need to do that have potentially negative consequences. And you, you can't have courage in the absence of fear. And so I, I think it's a, it's another important thing to teach our athletes that fear is not a bad thing. It's not something that we need to run from. It's not something that we need to avoid as parents. It's not something that we need to just fix for our kids. You know, my, my dad probably could have just said, Hey, you know, don't worry. If if you screw up and make a terrible life decision, your family's about to go bankrupt. We'll just tap into our retirement fund and fix your problem. I mean, that probably would have made me feel a little bit better in the moment, but you know, isn't necessarily what I actually needed in the moment. You know, you can't have mental toughness in the absence of adversity. You know, after after a first session with an athlete, a lot of times I'll ask you know, Hey, how'd the tournament go this weekend? Oh, well, you know, this happened and this happened. And, and they almost, they almost kind of describe like some adversity where their mental toughness was challenged. And it's like, it was a, it was a negative thing because I had to go through this and it's like, no, 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 no. You, you can't practice these skills and these tools. You can't practice controlling your breathing the same way sitting on a couch as you can out there in that big moment. And so, you know, it's important to just like, just like on the physical side, you can't build muscle without lifting heavy weights and tearing down muscle fiber there. There has to be adversity and there has to be something that challenges us for us to grow. And so if you want to be more courageous, you need to be in situations that you fear. And we need to shift our mindset away from getting rid of fear and we need to shift our mindset away from making things easy and we need to shift it to let's move forward anyways and let's attack this because this is a great thing and this is a great opportunity. 
so courage is like we we need that fear like you're saying we want to attack it and 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 find as many opportunities like wow I, i'm a little bit fearful uh, what what are we going to do here? That's how we grow, like you've just been saying. So as, when we're coaching courage, that goes along with confidence. How do we go about that? How do we how do we set up our players uh, in fearful situations? Season three, episode eighteen, is a fantastic episode. If you have not listened to that, I would encourage you to to pop that on after this episode. It's season three, episode eighteen. Eighty percent of the rewards go to 20% of the participants. But to get 10 times the reward, you only have to be 1% better than your competition. And so I, I think it's important to realize like we don't have to turn all of our athletes into these fearless, heroic, courageous, you know, people that are people that are ready to go storm the beaches of Normandy. You need to be 1% more courageous than your opponent, just uh, have a little bit more courage. And I, and I think that makes it a little bit more achievable. And, you know, there, there does have to be confidence. Like you brought up, we got to train and we got to be willing to do the things that others are not. We've got to practice the right way. We've talked about deliberate practice before. If we want to feel confident, I mean, that's the, that's the focus cycle. We got to act confident. We got to think about things that are going to build our confidence. We got to speak confidently. We got to carry ourselves around confidently. Um, but when it comes specifically to courage, I think the number one thing is let's make sure we are focused on the process. I mean, think back to, think back to, think back to 2013. I mean, what were, what were our football players focused on in that moment? I would say that the, what we, what came to focus was all this stuff about, oh, no, the season's coming to an end. Uh, we're in this huge stadium playing at Lucas Oil. Uh, the fear of what, you know, what could happen if I do this wrong or that wrong. Just, neg- you know, for the most part, just negative emotions just filling up our brain. Yeah, and, you know, instead of focusing on, the outcome or what could happen, or this could be my last game, or I've got family in town, or we're the only team, you know, we're the only two teams playing in our class, focusing on the process. What needs to be done next? What needs to be done for pregame? What do I need to do to prepare my mind and body the right way? Because we didn't do that well. I, I read about this with, um, I love to go back to Kobe Bryant. Uh, all I'm focused on is this next workout. Uh, I'll take care of the rest. Yeah, I've got three more workouts today. Only thing I'm worried about is right here, right now. Then I'll worry about it. And I took this into my running, uh, the first half marathon I was running. And I was I was getting tired. And it's like, all right, just get up to that hill. Just get up to that hill. And after that hill and that turn, then we'll worry about what's next. And then let's get up to the next one. And so it's kind of like you're saying, just just getting the tunnel vision and say, I'm not worried about all these different things going on. Let's just get focused in right now on what is the next thing that I need to do. Yeah. So that that's number one. The, the focus needs to be on the process. Number two, we got to fix that, that negative voice in the back of your mind. You, you don't have to listen to it. It's going to be there. It's going to be telling you things like, I don't know if we can do this. This other team we we're playing is pretty good. Or in your case, 
this is physically exhausting. I don't know if I can finish this run or in your wife's case, this is the most excruciating pain I've ever been in in my entire life. I don't know if I can do this. And, you know, having, having a plan ahead of time, that positive self-talk, whether that's your go-to statement, whether that's a Bible verse, whether that's, you know, just a, a mantra or a saying or a statement that you have, but having a plan for positive self-talk so that you don't have to, so that you can speak positively to yourself rather than listening to that negative voice in the back of your mind. Number three, we got to take care of the physical side. We're not going to be able to think clearly if we don't get oxygen to our brain. We're not going to be as in control of our mind if we can't get out of that initial fear panic mode. So, you know, doing the breathing that we've talked about multiple times on here, the diaphragmatic breathing, that would be the third piece of being courageous is being in control of your body physically. And I think it's important to understand that these aren't things that you just do um, in the moment when, like, when it is crunch time. These are stuff. These are things you have to practice all week, or you have to practice for all off season. You can't just say, eh, "Well, when when the game gets hard, I'll just tell that little voice." No, no, no. I- I'm good. That is every day you have to work to talk to that that voice to get that negative voice out of there and build in that positive voice. And think about like from a from a football perspective, I mean, how many times do we practice inside zone or a slant route or kickoff return? I mean, every day. Over and over and over and over and over and you know, we got to make sure that we're not falling into the trap of Oh, we worked on the mental side of the game once at the beginning of the year, or, you know, we did this workshop with our players and we brought it up. It's got to be something that we continue to instill over and over and over so that our players have that mentality. What's next or this shot. And that that's kind of, that's number four, having a plan to get them centered in on this moment, this play, this shot, this pitch, or, you know, what's next, making sure that mentality wise, we are focused in on the right things. We're directing our attention toward the right things. And we're all working towards this common goal. What's the next one that we have on here, Ben? Uh, Number five, failure is not final. You know, understanding that in, in the, and this is tough in a state championship game where the seniors are thinking, if I fail here, if I come up short here, my season's done. I'm, I'm going home. But, you know, instilling in them that we're not going to quit, having some adversity, having failure on a play or two or three or giving up some scores or getting behind, that doesn't matter. That's, that's not failure. That, that's adversity that we are going to keep attacking and we are going to keep fighting through, um, you know, we're, we're not going to quit. That's, that's when failure becomes final is when, is when we just toss in the towel. I I think this is such a big one in today's society because everything is so, everyone's so focused on, on our outcomes. It's all over social media or whatever. If we fail, we think like, we do think that it is final and we're afraid to just almost give our all because if we do fail, you can say, well, I only went 80% for the week or whatever it was. So that, that, that's why. And that was the excuse, but that's a whole nother podcast, a whole right. other episode. 
but you have to be willing to to uh, ignore the outside noise and just say, hey, I'm a, I am willing to fail. I'm going to go so hard. I have so much courage. I'm going to attack that head on. And if I fail, that's fine because this isn't my, this isn't my end goal. I'm going to keep going and I need those failures to get better. And then the, the sixth one is being comfortable with fear, not controlled by fear. You know, at, at the end of the day, professional golfers don't just not fear big tournaments. Professional golfers don't just have this unbelievable lack of any type of fear or pressure or anything like that. It's just they've played, they've played in so many tournaments and they faced this fear so many times that they just get comfortable with it. And you know, that that's, that's something that I think is incredibly important for us to teach, you know, whether that's ourselves, our kids, our players, whoever that is that we're working with that look, this fear is not a bad thing. This is an awesome, incredible opportunity. Embrace this, get comfortable with this. Don't be controlled by it. Don't let, don't let your feelings of fear or your thoughts of what if dictate your actions. You have a plan. We've practiced for this. We've prepared for this. Trust the process, focus on that process have a plan for that negative voice in the back of your mind by using self-talk that's positive. Control your body physically by doing the breathing. Keep that mentality of what's next or this shot. Know that even if we do come up short, that that's not failure. That doesn't define us. That's not final. And be comfortable with competing and giving everything that you have in these uncomfortable situations. I think if, if we all were being very real with ourselves and you think about what moments in your life have given you the most excitement and most joy, you are probably faced with fear. Uh, and I, I can, I bring it down to a simple way that I've seen in the last couple of years for myself, um, with running. Let's say that, uh, I line up at the start line of a 5k. Go run it, finish it. Like that, that was great. Uh, but I really wasn't that fearful. Uh, and the reward of it was, you know, that was enjoyable. We had a good time, so on and so forth. I can tell you, lining up at the start line of a marathon, there was a lot of fear. There was this fear all over my body, like, what in the world am I about to do? But that finish and the, and the, the next couple of days, the, the reward was so much greater than it was from running the 5K because there was fear that was there. I think if we all look in, look at the best moments that you've probably had in your life, and I guarantee you there was some fear and there was some uncomfort that was staring you in the eyes and you had to go get it. And it, and it's probably the ones that you're most proud of. Absolutely. Honestly. I mean, you know, looking back at the the things that I've been the most proud of, <clears throat> the accomplishments that I've had, they required discomfort. I mean, I, I know talking with you, the the, the feelings of accomplishment that you had at the end of the marathon was way different than the feeling of accomplishment of that, you know, much shorter race that we ran down in Florida. Right. Right. And, and we just have to, I just think it's so important to go after these things. So often we just run from something. That's, 
Go go find some fearful things. You know, we talked a couple uh, months ago about doing hard things. Do fearful things. Uh, I guarantee, you know, we bring Matt Comer back on here. He's going to talk about how how fearful he was staring down into the Grand Canyon. Like, I'm about to run over there and then back over here. But that's one of the greatest things he's ever done. Or we bring in all these other people that are like, man, this was a scary moment in my life. But it was the greatest outcome that I've probably had. Like you said, go find some fearful things and go attack them. Don't don't just sit there in your comfort. Be comfortable with uh, being uncomfortable. Go attack those things and reach out to us. We would love to hear you know any any stories that you've got about the things that you're reaching after, the things that you're chasing after, the things that you're attacking. We would love to hear about those. And we hope uh, uh, you know you resonated with this stuff today. We've all had those moments, big, small, and different. You've had those moments that have been big in your life uh, that were fearful. You were staring it down, like Ben said. Come share it with us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and it's in, and it has ignited something in you to go attack something. And, and don't be fearful of it. That's good that the fear is there. Go get it. Go after it. Uh, be a little bit crazy going after it. As always, if you have any questions or want to get in touch with us, check us out at mentaltrainingplan.com. And until next time, make your plan and put it to work.